Hey, from the 420 SS Studio, this is the Sloppy Pod, the leader in the Unpolished Podcast. Come to you from the great Pacific Northwest, Washington. Not D.C. <laughs> oh, man. Well, folks, um, <laughs> what can be said about Tuesday, election day, or night? Uh, um, <clears throat> it should be said that, uh, he did come out the door, Trump came out the door, uh, swinging. He, he, he was doing good. He was doing fine. And I, I really thought he had it. Well, that's not entirely true, but anyway, that night I, uh, I went to bed thinking, okay, well, there might be, um, there might be a little, uh, power struggle there, but <laughs> I didn't think it would come to this. Hey, what happened? What happened indeed? <laughs> it uh totally got away from us, didn't it? Um look, they uh I I don't know what they found. I I don't know what he thinks he's going to do. <clears throat> when I say he, I mean Trump. Uh yeah. <sighs> look, he lost. End of story. He lost. Uh, and there might be a conspiracy out there. I mean, if if you want to subscribe to that BS. <clears throat> but, um... But again, uh, go ahead and... and go that route. But the long and short of it is we have four years to have to, to have to suck it up and and deal with it, and uh, that's that. Anyway, I I believe I've said before, time and time again, <clears throat> this is uh, <clears throat> man, I do not know what's going on with the voice. Ay ay ay. Anyhow, it is what it is. Let's keep moving on. Um, let's uh, let's talk about hard drugs. <laughs> oh man, what are we doing, Oregon, dude? Really? So what I'm talking about? Oregon decriminalizes possession of hard drugs. Uh, and of course, uh, uh four other states legalize. Recreational marijuana, hey. Um, yeah, so Oregon voters approved a, uh, a ballot measure decriminalizing possession of small amounts of so-called hard drugs. 
including cocaine, heroin, oxycodone, and methamphetamine. Woo! Yes. Uh, Measure 110 also applies marijuana sales tax toward payments for drug drug addiction treatment, which is not a bad move, you know. I I don't think, you know, well, that's the problem. Um, Yeah, Oregon has also joined uh, District of Columbia, and decriminalizing psychedelic mushrooms. Far out, man. I'm on drugs. I'm not. I mean, you know what it is. It's a deal, man. I love to get small. It's a wild, wild drug. Yay, yay, yay. What are we doing? Um, yeah, so four other states... New Jersey, Arizona, Montana, and South Dakota voted on Tuesday to legalize recreational marijuana and Mississippi legalized cannabis for medical use. Um, hang on. So, the medical use is, I mean, it's almost necessary nowadays. I mean, and it does work. It really, really works. So, and CBD is, you know, yeah. anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself here. Um, yeah, so the, uh, where am I going? <laughs> Hang on. Okay, folks, so sorry about that. Uh, Not only tongue-tied, but uh, I've got things going on (laughs) uh, on the inside of me that I'd rather not divulge. Uh, So we must move quickly through this next segment. Uh, And we will get into um, uh, News of the Weird and... This uh, this week's installment of Best Voices. Stay tuned to find out who that is uh, coming up. Okay, so let's get through this and let's go. Um, it appears that there has been another shooting, this time in Philadelphia last week. Didn't know about it. I was so wrapped up in bullshit, <laughs> to be honest. Um, but it looks like, uh, the, uh, authorities released the body camera footage, uh, involving Walter Wallace Jr., a black man, uh, fairly shot by, uh, officers, and rather than read this, I would just put it out there. Uh, they're heralding this guy to be, um, well, maybe not a hero, but they're lifting him up. Uh, look, he, um, I understand that he was going through some, uh, his, what his family described as a mental health crisis. Um, guess what? Most of America is going through a mental health crisis, and we're not 
wielding knives, okay? Uh, we're not punching people in the face. We're not hurting police. We're not doing a whole slew of stuff uh, that this guy did. And yet, you folks seem to just be hell-bent in getting your hands on everything you can. Oh my God, someone shot someone. Let's Okay, so with that being said, let's not carry knives. I Look, I understand if that was for self-protection, but you don't come at the cops yielding, uh, wielding a knife or anything. Now, if, if um, let me grab a drink. If uh, if he had been unarmed, and of course you don't come at police when they tell you to freeze or to stop or you know whatever, you do it. You're gonna get shot, and and this thing with with Biden wanting to shoot at the kneecaps or shoot the leg. Look if if. If someone had the knife coming at you, guess what? You're not going to shoot the leg. But I will say, I will say that I don't know how many um, how many rounds they got off, but I think it was excessive. I think it was excessive. I think two or three good body shots would have been sufficient. But yet they unloaded on him, and yes, I I concur that it was a bit uh, overkill. Okay, so I'll give you that. And again, pardon my language. I I don't want to be explicit. I want to come off clean, so I kind of overstepped my own rule and I apologize so um let's see what if there's anything left to say on this story um and and again um I I think that um no matter what race uh just don't do it. I mean, I don't know what to what to say beyond that. Um, I do know there was audio of the family calling for um, for peace, uh, and I don't have that audio, so my bad on that. Um, let's see what else is there. Um, Well, anyway, the um, uh, the unrest in the city resulted in more than 200 arrests and 57 officers injured. 
uh, reporting from ABC WPB WP WPVI. Good God Almighty. Uh, um. Okay, so that's that's enough of that. Um, let's. I'll tell you what. Let's go to a break real quick, and we'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to the 420 SS Studio, folks. Uh, okay, so we're going to proceed, um, first of all, to uh, News of the Weird, which, sorry, no special effects. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, then we'll move on to um, this week's uh, Best Voices feature. Uh, not going to tell you who it is. You got to stay tuned. Okay, so here we go. Uh, the San Diego City Council blocked funding last summer for its controversial uh, Smart Streetlights program, which features not only streetlights, but also a video surveillance system that has been used by the San Diego Police Department. And on sep- September 9th, <clears throat> sorry about that, September 9th, Mayor Kevin Faulkner uh, ordered the cameras turned off. But Voice of San, uh, yeah, the Voice of San Diego reported uh, that the camera, uh, the cameras and the streetlights are connected to the same <laughs> same power supply, so turning them off would have the city left in the dark. Hey, uh, Florida-based Ubiqua, I think. Uh, owns the underlying technology and the the uh, but the company has been reluctant to work with the city because of the unpaid bills amounting to seven hundred and seventy one thousand dollars. Grossly mismanaged, I would say. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, the cameras are still recording and storing footage for five days. Uh, what is it about? California and their mismanagement of, uh, of funds, you know. Alright, moving on. Um, Alright. <laughs> Two passengers traveling together on an uh, American Airlines flight from Dallas to Miami on October 30th were... <laughs> were, oh my gosh, were removed before taking off after one of the women attempted to sneak from coach into first class and hide in the footwell of her, uh, oh, of her friend seat, uh, Fox News reported. Uh, yeah, Fox News, whatever. Um, the flight... Uh, had already been delayed because of the catering issue, according to a witness, who said, quote, apparently the plan was for this woman's friend to remain there the entire flight as a stunt to, what? As a stunt to, oh, drive viewers to their YouTube channel. Really? Wow. Uh, let's see. 
Flight attendants uh, discovered the plot when they noticed an empty coat in coach, and the plane returned to the... Oh, my God. You know people were so pissed. The plane returned to the gate so the friends could be removed. The witness reported the uh, unrelated passenger was also removed after he... After he cussed out a flight attendant over the delay. Oh, okay, yeah. Wow, gutsy. Um, one more. One more. Uh, this will be a good one, I think. I'm sorry, I'm having all kinds of issues with, uh... I got something going on with my, my ears. I, they feel like they want to pop. What is going on there? Um, an unnamed man from Idaho Falls, Idaho, pleaded guilty uh, in the Mammoth Hot Springs, Wyoming court on September 10th to citations including walking in the restricted thermal areas of Yellowstone National Park uh, after, uh, after, what? Oh, after park rangers, hang on. I'm so sorry about that. Um, struck that over. An unnamed man from Idaho Falls, Idaho, pleaded guilty uh, in a Mammoth Hot Springs, Wyoming, oh my God, Wyoming court on September 10th to citations including walking in the restricted thermal areas of National uh, Yellowstone National Park. Uh, after park rangers found him with a cooking pot and a burlap sack, uh, oh my God, containing two whole chickens near <laughs> near hot spring. <laughs> what are people tripping on, man? Good Lord! Witnesses tipped off the rangers on October seventh. That a group of ten people, including a child, were seen near uh, hiking near Shoshone. Uh, I, I, I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, but uh, Shoshone Geyser Basin, carrying cooking pots. Good God. Anyway, yeah, that's enough of that. Um, wow, I'm so sorry for the this whole thing. I'm failing miserably. Stay with me. I, I, something is going on with my ears. I'm not hearing right. Um, anyway, uh, let's see. Let's go on. Let's move on with um, Best Voices uh, right after this. Hey, this week, Best Voices features Paul Harvey. Now, the rest of the story. Before Rather, Brokaw, and Jennings, there were H.V. Kaltenborn and Gabriel Heater and Lowell Thomas. They were radio news commentators, and they sat before a microphone and painted images of the world with only their voices. That generation is gone now, except for one. Paul Harvey is not a relic from another age, though. With 22 million loyal listeners a week on more than 1,300 radio stations, he has a larger audience than many reporters appearing on television. Even if you're not a regular listener, you probably know what he sounds like. 
Maybe you were driving across country, switching through the stations, when you came to that voice. Lawrence Singleton raped and mutilated a teenage girl hitchhiker, chopped off her arms with an axe and left her to die on a California roadside. That was 1979. Singleton, now living on Social Security, has been trying to sell his story for a book or for a movie. You know, it's just a little bitty crack in Mrs. Bockerman's driveway in Kennesaw, Nebraska. I mean, a teensy crack. You couldn't push a pencil through it, and yet out of that crack, two watermelon vines are growing, and they've produced seven big watermelons. She still can drive around them, but she can no longer get in the garage door. One thing more, today's bumper snicker. This was seen by Marshall Miller in Stone Mountain, Georgia. It says, vote yes on preparation H. Paul Harvey... Good day. Paul Harvey news and comment has been... Paul Harvey, at the age of 70, is having a lot of good days this year. In September, in his home base of Chicago, 900 diners paid $150 a plate to honor Harvey and raise money for a broadcasting museum. Some in the crowd were seeing for the first time the face that went You're with the familiar voice. And tonight's guests of honor, Mr. and Mrs. Paul Harvey. He has the five highest-rated programs in network radio, and his new long-term contract with ABC is rumored to pay him $5 million a year. His wife, Angel Harvey, is his business partner and manager, but prefers to stay in the background. It's a family business. Their only child, Paul Jr., is the announcer on Paul's program. Some of Paul Harvey's most famous fans also showed up, like the Reverend Billy Graham. Paul has been supportive of so many good and patriotic causes in America. He's received more honors and civic awards than anybody in the country, including Bob Hope. Bob is a little jealous. Paul, you are truly one of the most remarkable communicators of the 20th century. And on this, your special night, Nancy and I offer our heartfelt congratulations. The reason Paul and Angel are not seen out on the town all that often is that he gets up too early. His day begins at 3.25 a.m. with oatmeal, juice, and vitamins at his suburban Chicago home. His two vacation homes in Missouri and Arizona have built-in radio studios. But in Chicago, he goes to an office. Even though he's one of the richest men in broadcasting, for the next three hours, unlike his network counterparts, he will work totally alone. Our network uh, news anchors, these are corporate efforts, necessarily. They are corporate efforts. Mine is just a little one-man operation where I get to, sh I get to shave the board of directors every morning, sit, <laughs> sit down, pound every word into a typewriter, for better or worse. Good morning, Kevin. Must be awfully hard to maintain that level of effort after so many years. We're not really good gracious, Bob. I have wow, I have two hundred million people staying awake all night doing hilarious and heroic things for me to talk about in the morning. I, I can't miss. <laughs> Harvey reads the same newswire copy that goes to radio stations all over the country but he selects and filters and rewrites and makes it his own. He feels what he actually does is practice a lost art called radio. I've never ever seen a picture on television or ever anywhere else 
that compares to the phenomenal pictures my brain can paint. I think radio is the ultimate visual medium. There is nothing anybody can do on that flat two-dimension screen. Nothing that compares to the phenomenal pictures that are painted by your mind's eye, stimulated by our beautiful language. By 7.29, music is being used to test the network line to New York. Wolf 1234-1234, farm exports this year. This will be a five-minute show. Later, he'll do 15 minutes. Engineer Benny Benninghoff, you may have guessed, has done this before. Paul Harvey, news and comments, brought to you by the Scramblers. Now, Paul Harvey News. Good morning, Americans. A beautiful day across the whole USA. Little rain in the Pacific Northwest, but they can use it. Oh, Dukakis during the debate said that a jobless Houston man could not afford health insurance so that his son could play Little League Baseball. Uh, whoops. <laughs> now, the fact is, Little League itself offers players accident insurance for any youngster who really wants to play. He can play. I've heard you over the years do stories, and after the broadcast, I'll know exactly what your opinion was on those stories. And then I think back and realize you didn't say anything other than exactly what was in the newspaper, but you paused and you milked and you, <laughs> you kind of twisted without changing the words. I think what you're describing that? is what in television you all get away with as the so-called raised eyebrow. <laughs> uh, one of the uh, news writers in, in the, one of the Chicago papers said of Paul, he's the only man that can read the news with complete bias. <laughs> Hooper White is a Chicago advertising executive who has been a friend of Harvey's since they worked together in the 40s. Um, to anyone who says that the news media... Uh, both radio and television is slanted to the east and canted to the left. Uh, he is the Midwest answer to that. The only time he ever turns left is when he's in his automobile. <laughs> he knows uh, that there is another part of the country west of the Hudson. Harvey says the picture of Ronald Reagan is the only presidential portrait he's ever had on his wall. But his politics have always been conservative. His first radio job was in his hometown of Tulsa in 1933. Then came a series of small-town radio stations before he got his big break in Chicago. He supported Joseph McCarthy's anti-communist campaign in the 1950s, but in recent years has denounced McCarthyism. He supported the Vietnam War and then reversed himself in a famous broadcast in 1970, in which he said, I love you, Mr. President, but you are wrong. Among listeners today, Harvey seems to be known less for his politics than for his flag-waving good news attitude and his unusual mix of the important and the trivial. Herbie Riston, Beckley, West Virginia, is cute as can be, has a pug nose, darling eyes, and a piercing scream. So Herbie, the family's chimpanzee, has <laughs> gone through so many babysitters, the Ristons have lost count. The last one... He just led to the door and pushed her out. Well, he's more dramatic. That's, he's uh, very Paul dramatic. is an entertainer. 
He's, he's an actor. Very, very good entertainer. He's an actor. He's a very good entertainer. Fall, please. Not the Frank Harden and Jackson Weaver have a popular radio show in Washington, D.C. Paul Harvey News always comes in the middle of it. Occasionally we kid him about various things that he says. Like we, not unusual to have us refer to him as being to the right of Attila the Hun. <laughs> and people will call up and say things like, He's a better patriot than you are, Cone. <laughs> and hang up. Things like that happen. So you know he's got great loyalty behind him. Paul Harvey and Newscaster, do those two go no. together? Oh, no. 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 no, 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 not at all. No. Because no. what he's saying isn't really news. Every, every day over the various wire services come feature material. Funnies in the news, oddities in the news. And Paul uses these. Now, sometimes it's a big news story, like if the Titanic sunk, he'd have to mention it. <laughs> Would it be the lead story? Not necessarily. It's a little girl with a kitty that lost her kitty in Chicago. That would be first. Yes, yeah. That's right. As many little girls have. There's something in Harvey's manner that says he believes what he says, and you should too. And he learned early in his career that same quality that sold the news could also sell toothpaste, lawnmowers, and car batteries. Stand by for news. You have any idea how hot it gets under the hood of your car? Harvey writes the commercials himself from suggestions the sponsors give him. And he tells listeners these are all products he has used himself. And if other leaf and grass blowers have disappointed you, listen. This thing generates a windstorm greater than hurricane velocity. It's just his voice. He just sounds like you could believe what he's really saying. Sharon Pepperman lives in Beavertown, Pennsylvania, where she and some of her co-workers at Sailor Shirt Factory never miss Paul Harvey. May I talk you out of something? If you have one of those cheap imported thermos containers which keeps hot things hot and cold things cold only for a while and only sometimes, let's trade up. The Aladdin Stanley Steel Thermos, the American classic, offers an owner a degree of pride you just don't find in any other. So you heard him advertise this on the radio, and then you went out and bought it. Yeah, right? we all got one the same year. So I guess you do believe him. Yeah. Right? And if we didn't, you know, we wouldn't have the Stanley Thermos. <laughs> didn't you think, well, this is just another commercial. Everybody says their product is great on radio or on television. He's very selective about the products he advertises. That's one thing that helped me to want to buy one of these. Aha, uh -huh, careful. I saw you squinching up your nose because you have tasted imitation eggs. <laughs> Once was enough. Well, this new product called Scramblers. Now we're talking real eggs. I can't. I, I, I can't look down on the on the commercial sponsors of these broadcasts. Too often they have very very important messages to put across. Without advertising, my goodness, we'd still be in this country what Russia mostly still is—a nation of bearded bicyclists with bo. <laughs> but surely you see the point that some news people make about remaining objective. Maybe I don't take myself quite so seriously as, as some of these folks do who imagine that they can be objective. I think in an era where we're so full of tricks and uh, gimmicks and um, uh, flash frames and, and film and, and uh, all sorts of things that originated in computers, this man seems to be some sort of a, of a steady, ongoing force. I guess I haven't cared much 
about whether it's categorized by some as corny or less than artistic. I, I, I just have to kind of do my thing and, and uh, let it prove itself. Paul Harvey, good day. Well, folks, I really hope you enjoyed that. Paul Harvey is one of my all-time favorites. I would catch him as often as I could back as a kid. I mean, even as a kid, the way he would weave stories was incredible. And I just wish... (laughs) I wish I had any kind of the voice that he had. But alas, I do not. I have a... (laughs) I have a speech impediment, but hey, I'm not going to let it get me down. And as long as uh, y'all will keep listening, (laughs) I'll keep handing it out. How's that? Uh, But with that, I think we're going to close this out. um, And uh, we're going to get to the, uh, (laughs) the bathroom. And uh, and I uh, and I've got to go to Walmart. And God knows, you never want to have to use their bathrooms. Oh, oh, gives me shivers. Anyway, um, <laughs> with that, we are gonna um, say, uh, uh, I guess, yeah, I guess we're gonna cut out. Cut. See, that's what I'm talking about. About the pieces. The peach and spediment. Anyway, I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm going to go uh, in more ways than one, okay? Until next week, we'll see you then. Later.